Broadcasting live from the KVXL studios at Liberty Baptist Church in Las Vegas. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. The Frittle Show with Crystal Heath. I've said that we must be cautious in claiming God is on our side. I think the real question we must answer is, are we on his side? Faith, family, freedom. For me, it's very simple. I think we've got to... We've got to get the country back on the right track with the most inspiring agenda. A voice in the desert. Now, here's Crystal Heath. Hey, everybody, it's a Wednesday. That means it's church tonight, 7 o'clock, Liberty Baptist, 6501 West Lake Mead Boulevard. You, your family, your friends, everyone you know, bring them. We'd love to see you and have them here. This is The Frittle Show. I'm Crystal Heath. You're listening to KVXL 101.1 FM Experience Liberty Radio. If you would like to be part of the program, if you have questions, suggestions, comments, theories about cats versus dogs, tacos versus burritos, anything at all that you would like to share with us, you can do that via email at radio at experienceliberty.com or call 702-647-4522. And of course, if you would like to tweet me, you can find me on Twitter at The Frittle. So let me start today with this, because I was just thinking about it, actually, as I was mentioning the ways that you can contact us. When I say that if you have questions or suggestions or comments to share them, I, I do mean that. I want your feedback. Legit. If you want us to talk about tacos versus burritos, let me know. If you would prefer that we never talk about tacos versus burritos, let me know. I want to hear, we want to hear if you're listening, what you like, what you don't like, what you'd like to hear more of or less of. And, you know, that said, I can't always make everyone happy. You know, if you never want us to talk about tacos again, I can't guarantee that that will happen. But, you know, somebody else might really like when we talk about tacos. So I, not everyone is always going to be happy with what we talk about on the show. Because a guest or a show segment that you really loved and you want me to have them back every week, I guarantee you that there's someone else who found that segment or guest boring or unnecessary or or even offensive, potentially. And God made us different and we're all at different places in life. So what may speak to you one day, it might irritate someone else and, and vice versa. The guest or topic you might not like. I've got other people texting me that it's the best show we've ever done. So, um, what I'm saying is please, please, please share your thoughts with me. I do want to hear them. And I do my best to implement as much of your input as possible. But, you know, on the same lines, also understand that I'm only human. And I'm only one person. And as one finite being, there's only so much that I can do to accommodate everyone and get all of your favorite guests here on the show. But the show really is about you guys, because if you don't listen, then there is no show. Then again, though, this show is still the Frittle Show. It's a talk show, and um, I host it. And just like authors have a style, talk radio people have a style, and they tend to talk about things that interest them. So there are some things that you're just never going to get rid of. You can ask me, but it's not going to happen. For example... I will always talk about any news related to Tim Tebow. Always. Except perhaps if he gets a girlfriend. We may just not even have a show that day at all. We'll see. 
uh, or the Broncos. So let's start there today, shall we? Broncos played on Sunday. Broncos won again on Sunday. Defense secured that victory once again for us. Looks very similar, actually, to last year's Super Bowl team. And that's the part that I think many people, if you're not a Broncos fan, fail to realize is that Peyton Manning was in no means at the height of his career when we won the Super Bowl with him. Trevor Simeon doesn't have to be epic for the Broncos to make it into the playoffs. He just has to be decent. Hopefully, he gets to becoming epic, and he looks like he has a lot of potential, actually. I've been pleasantly surprised by this kid. We'll see. But Peyton Manning, speaking of him, he is now making as much money from endorsements as he did while playing football. No joke. I mean, good for Peyton. This is from broncoswire.com. Future Hall of Famer recently got a new endorsement from Denver-based phone case company Otterbox, and he has already had, in addition to his deals with companies including Nike, Buick, DirecTV, Gatorade, Nationwide, and Papa John's Pizza, Manning earns $15 million a year from endorsements, according to Forbes. During his last three seasons with Denver, Manning's base salary was also $15 million. That means that the 40-year-old Manning is now making just as much money off the field as he did on the field during his playing days. In 2016, his last season in the NFL, Manning earned a total of $34 million from his football salary and off-field endorsements, according to Forbes. Um, he's making $15 million from endorsements. I just wanted to throw out there, if there's anybody listening that wants to pay Crystal millions of dollars to endorse whatever it is that you happen to be selling, uh, we could probably arrange that, particularly if it has to do with chocolate, um, sports drinks, Taco Bell. I mean, just saying. We We can probably work that out. In fact, I may be willing to do it for less than Peyton. But seriously, though, gotta love Peyton. Good good for him. Good for him. If you haven't seen the new Otterbox commercials, they are pretty funny. You can Google it. But my favorite ones are still the the, the Gatorade ones that he did in the um, in the convenience stores where it was the theme was you gotta sweat for it. Those are hilarious. I'm telling you, if you never saw those, Google it. You will thank me. Gatorade, you gotta sweat for it, Peyton Manning commercials. Hilarious. All right, let's hit on a couple points on the political side of the world. Then we've got Charity Berkey is going to join us at the bottom of the hour to discuss scripture memorization, particularly as it relates to raising your children. It's a fun conversation. Cherish Berkey will also be joining us. I think uh, you will enjoy that, so don't leave us. But first, in what we might call the height of irony, Mexico, Mexico, wants to build a border wall with Central America to keep out illegal immigrants. Not a joke. They're having a problem, apparently, with illegals from El Salvador, Honduras, and Guatemala entering Mexico. 
This is from the Daily Mail. It seems Mexico agrees with Donald Trump's plan to build a wall to keep out illegal immigrants, but only on its southern border with Central America. Mexicans are calling for the border wall to keep out Guatemalans, Salvadorans, and Hondurans fleeing violence in their own countries. They complain hordes of immigrants pass through on their way to the United States, who are then simply deported back to Mexico rather than their home countries by the U.S. Central American migrants are left stuck in border cities with Mexican officials unable to afford to send them back to their own countries, according to an article by one of the largest newspapers in the border state of Tamalupas El Manana, titled Yes to the Border Wall, but in Mexico's South. But while Mexican President Enrique Pena Nieto has mocked Trump's plans, many Mexicans praise the concept of a border wall. Trump's idea of a border wall is a good one, but it should be on the southern border with Central America in order to stop the flow of Central Americans from entering both countries, the El Manana board wrote in July. The paper also called for the proper immigration checkpoints on the southern border. El Manana even criticized Hillary Clinton for failing to raise the issue of border security. The newspaper says that many illegal immigrants turn to crime as shelters can often only provide a few days of food and bedding. Many of these migrants, when they are unable to find an honest way of life, turn to robberies, kidnappings, extortion, and in the worst cases, join the ranks of organized crime, El Manana's piece claimed. The UN estimates, estimates 400,000 Central Americans cross illegally into Mexico each year. So... Mexico's now saying, yeah, we're all about that border wall. Sounds like a song we could make out of that somewhere. But we want it on the southern border. We want to keep it. So you can... Mexico's like, yeah, we'll pay for your wall. Except it's going to be on our southern border, not yours. This This is too funny. But the best part of all, the best part of all... The United States is providing $75 million in aid to help build this wall. You literally cannot make this stuff up. And what's intriguing is that you don't hear about this in the news. Trump's all like, let's build a wall. And now Mexico says, yeah, okay, but on our southern border, not yours. And oh, by the way, thanks for giving us funding to help with that. Oh, my goodness. All right. Troubling story of the day. We'll go from irony to troubling. This is from Deneen Borelli. Uh, More Guantanamo Bay prisoners have been released by the president and are returning to terrorism. Seriously, it's like the headline that shocks no one with a brain. This week we learned that at least two prisoners formerly held at Guantanamo Bay, Cuba, and released this year, have returned to terrorism. We're now up to nine. Nine Gitmo prisoners released by President Obama have returned to their evil ways. And when I first read that, I was like, nine, that's horrible. Nine people, nine terrorists released, that we released, that are like, yeah, okay, we, uh, that whole terrorism thing, we're going to do that again. Turns out, though, troubling as that number is, it's actually very low and not in the least bit unusual. In fact, over 120 former Gitmo detainees rejoined a militant terror group after being released from the prison. But hey, you know, the president's plan to shut down Guantanamo seems like a great idea. Yeah, 
No. President Obama is facing fresh complications in his push to close the Guantanamo Bay detention camp after the U.S. intelligence community revealed in a new report that two more former prisoners have returned to the battlefield, bringing the total number of detainees who have returned to terror under the Obama administration to nine. The recidivism report, released by the Office of the Director on National Intelligence on September 14th, covers a six-month period that ended July 15th. In it, the government confirmed that at least two Gitmo prisoners released during the Obama administration and at least two more released under former President George W. Bush's administration have returned to terrorist activities during the first half of 2016. The report quickly fueled warnings from lawmakers already fighting in Congress to halt the closure effort. House Speaker Paul Ryan said the report underscores the need to keep the detention center operational. Meanwhile, the House on Thursday passed a bill that would temporarily halt the transfer of more detainees from the U.S. Naval Prison. The bill, which passed by a 244 to 174 vote, prohibits federal funds from being used for the transfers. Representative Jackie Walarski, a Republican from Indiana who sponsored the bill, told FoxNews.com in a written statement, it is more critical than ever that we put the safety and security of the American people first. The administration has made clear it intends to transfer as many terrorist detainees as possible from Gitmo before the president leaves office in order to fulfill a misguided campaign promise, she said. This is Reckless, and it puts American lives at risk. Wow. You know, it's easy to talk about the do-nothing Congress, lame duck session of the presidency. This is something good that the House has done. But once again, something that no one is talking about. Because, you know, it's more, it's, it's easier to just be like, oh, Congress is evil, get rid of them all. They never do anything. No, actually, they they do do a lot. I have a friend that's working on Capitol Hill this summer, interning for one of my favorite congressmen, actually. And I was talking to her last night. I think it was probably, oh, let's see, 8 o'clock or so her time on the East Coast, p.m. She's walking by the Capitol, and she's like, all the... The, the I don't know, there's some light up above some statue that was on. She's like, they're still in session. They're still voting. They're still working. We don't give nearly enough credit to our public servants for the work they do for us. Are they perfect? No. Do they make mistakes? Yes. Should many of our Congress people be replaced? Yeah, Probably. But to generalize everything and say that it, they don't do anything, they don't serve us, they should all be replaced, is not wise. Guess what? They're human. But they're in positions of authority and they deserve our honor and our respect and our support and our prayers. And this is one thing that they've done that we should be applauding. But do you know anyone that has called Representative Walerski's office to say thank you for bringing up this bill? Do you even know if you're, how your congressperson voted on this bill? Did you even know this bill existed? Do you know what bills Congress was voting on late last night? 
they're voting on stuff. A lot of stuff. Do you know what's happening in Washington, D.C., or do you just assume that they're doing nothing and what they are doing couldn't possibly be good for you and therefore, you know, that just supports the theory that we should overhaul the entire system? All right, I have to stop because I want to say something else, but I can't. (laughs) But let's just say, let me phrase it this way. In an election season, it is even more difficult for our elected servants to do their jobs well than when it is not election season. And there are many reasons for this. And fortunately or unfortunately, depending on how you look at it, often what happens higher up on the ballot affects those lower down on the ballot. Whether or not they deserve to be affected by it. You could have the greatest congressman your state and your district has ever seen. He could be well loved by his constituency. But what happens at the top of the ballot could cause him to be ousted for no reason other than that didn't didn't line up with what was happening at the top of the ballot. And then there's staffers. Well, I I won't go there because we don't have time. But I'm just saying, don't just assume that because someone is a public servant that they're corrupt or that they don't work hard. Very often, the opposite is true. So be sure to thank them. You know, we're, we're, we're getting better as a society. We're not probably where we should be, but we're getting better at thanking our military, thanking our police departments, thanking our firefighters. But sometimes we, we don't thank our elected officials, our mayors, our assembly people, our congressmen, our senators. And it's a lot easier sometimes to point fingers at them. But they deserve our thanks, too. Just a little something to keep in mind as uh, as this election season continues. This portion of the KVXL Broadcast Day is underwritten by nonprofit Hope Christian Health Center. Hope Christian Health Center exists to glorify God by demonstrating Christ's love among our Las Vegas neighbors through excellent and affordable primary health care for all. They can be reached at 702-644-HOPE and online at hopehealthvegas.org. Our thanks to Hope Christian Health Center for their support. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to play Amazing Grace. My chains are gone from Chris Tomlin. We'll be back in just a minute with Charity and Cherish Berkey. Don't go away. Welcome back. You're listening to The Frittle Show on KVXL 101.1 FM, Experience Liberty Radio in Las Vegas from Liberty Baptist Church. We have a very, very, very special guest. Actually, we have two special guests in the studio today. We have two varies. 
two very, very, hey, very, 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 very special guests. Charity Berkey and Cherish Berkey. Now, is Cherish some derivative of Charity? I've never asked this before. Uh, my husband just said, how about Cherish? And I'm like, hmm, I like that name. Is that how you name so, all your children? Uh, yeah, pretty much, except for Lincoln. Lincoln, oh. I uh, just heard it on a TV show, and I was like, that's a cool name. But mm. I, I hope everyone thinks that Another I named him after Abraham Lincoln instead of somebody tip on TV. To start things off. <laughs> yes. Yes. But yes. I figure he'll think that he was named after <laughs> Abraham Lincoln, and we're all cool. Unless he finds this podcast someday, in right. which case we have spilled the beans. I love Lincoln, though. I love and all I your children. for life. <laughs> your kids are like my adopted nieces and nephews, since I only get to see my real ones like once a year. So. Well, I'm so glad that you're here, because they miss their Hopi, and Aww. they love Miss Crystal. So. Yes. Yes. I have officially taken your place, Hope. Take that. <laughs> Hope you're listening All right. to this, this podcast. <laughs> before this gets a two out of hand before we even get started. That's right. Uh, Charity is the wife of our children's pastor, Neil Berkey, and the daughter of our pastor pastor our senior pastor <laughs> our pastor pastor. sorry i'm still work? recovering from the, my illness and my brain is just not working as <laughs> much as it should uh so obviously you grew up in a christian home i grew up in a christian home i remember going to awana from i don't even remember how old i was but it was very young because right. i don't even remember when it started i just know we always did, always awana. did it right my dad always read us bible stories and i know you're doing the same with your children mm-hmm. your parents did the same thing with you why is that so important? Why is it important that parents get their kids involved in um, in church, in programs like Awana, different things like that at an early age? Um, I think that is totally answered directly from the Bible. In 2 Timothy 3.15, the Bible says, um, and that Paul was writing to Timothy. Timothy was a young pastor. Yeah. And he said, and you, I know you know this verse, but he says, and that from a child... Um, thou hast known the Holy Scriptures, which is, um, which are able to make these wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Jesus Christ. The whole reason, that whole verse is just like, bam, the reason we teach you from a child mm-hmm. is so you know the Holy Scriptures so you can get saved. You can right. know early. Like my four-year-old is able to understand salvation because she's heard salvation. She's heard the Holy Scriptures since the day she was born. Right. It wasn't something that, um, you know, a lot of times adults, if they hear the plan of salvation, I heard this um, I don't know, many years ago that they said, don't, don't, you know, don't be upset when you've given the gospel to somebody 10, 15 times and they still sure. haven't received it. They said, you know, maybe you got saved when you were five years old, but you probably heard the gospel thousands right. of times right. before you understood it and accepted it. And it made me think, wow, it is a lot to take in. But if it's something mm-hmm. that has been ingrained into your mind over and over and over, and it's the scripture, it's not just something that I've come up with on my right. own. It's not something that we've made up. It is the word of God. It's something that Jesus Christ had said, and it's something that will work in their life forever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and I, you know, I had, I had friends that were, um, I don't know, I, I'm trying to think of a delicate way to put this because it, it would go 
contrary to, I think, everything that we were raised to think and believe as far as right. raising children. Uh-huh. But their whole thing was, no, we're going to wait till they're older so that then they understand. And then we'll talk with them about biblical things. And then we'll yes. let them make their own decision because they don't get it when they're young. And um, Which is totally contrary to the word of God. Right, exactly. That and, you know, I I can see their, their point to a to a point once again my right. brain is working so well today <laughs> but I'm glad my brain's working better uh, than the doctor today <laughs> obviously you know kids aren't going to understand every bible verse they start memorizing in awana right but that's not necessarily the point they that's don't exactly, have to understand it exactly i believe that our children memorizing the rote memory the memory right. that's just here is passages of scripture mm-hmm. and we say it to them over and over and over and over again that it gets in their mind and they do sound like robots repeating right. it you know my my daughter will say verses and it just sounds like a recording because she yep. says it over and over again yep. she doesn't understand it i am the first one to believe that she does not get most of the things that she has memorized mm-hmm. but i do believe there's another verse that um my husband actually pointed out to me because i was talking we were talking about this and i said you know um, the reason you teach them the rote memory, you teach them to memorize the scripture when they're little and it gets into their heart when they're three and four and five and six and seven, eight years old when they can memorize is when, let's say they do get away from God and let's say they're 35 years old and they've right. hit rock bottom. Right. The Bible teaches, I didn't even know this verse. I, I knew it was there, but it didn't really make sense to me yeah. until he said this. Yeah. Um, but I knew that the Holy Spirit brings back to you mm-hmm. verses and you're like, wow, I didn't even know that's what that meant. I know I, I haven't been somebody that's rebellious against Christianity in my life. There's things that I've totally searched out and I've sought and made to know that this is what I believe as an adult. But now as an adult, when I am reading the Bible, there are verses that I memorized as a sixth grader that I'm like, whoa, this really impacted me today. I had no idea what this meant, but it's now in my heart. It's been in my heart for, what, 30 years? And now I'm just like, no, sixth grade, 30 years. (laughs) That's not how old I am. (laughs) But it's been been in my heart for years and years. And it's finally coming to an understanding. And I'm so grateful for those verses that I got to memorize. Mm -hmm. And it all has to do with, like you said, it was my parents that ingrained it into me, doing things, keeping me in church and doing things like Awana, doing things like in our Christian, um, we had Christian education and it was homeschooling. And those verses that we had to memorize for school it was just constantly memorize, 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 right. and the understanding does come later. So this verse, though, says that. It says in John fourteen twenty six. but the Comforter, Jesus was saying this, but the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, so the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things. Okay, so let's mm. say the Holy Spirit is here. He's going to teach us things. He's going to teach us the things about the Bible that we don't understand. That's called yeah. illumination. Yeah. He's going to teach us these things. And then... He's going to bring to remembrance whatsoever I have said 
unto you. What are the things he has said unto us? The Bible. The things that Jesus has said unto us will be brought back to our memory at the time we need it. Maybe when they do hit rock bottom and they need it. Maybe it's when, um, maybe it's just when they're a mom of four and having a really bad day and they sit down to do their devotions and they're like, thank you, Jesus. Now I have had that verse hidden in my heart and now I can quote that all day long because now I understand it Mm -hmm. and I already have it in my heart and mind. And I do believe now as when the, I don't know about you, but I really lack in my memorization more as an adult. Oh yeah. Than when I was a child. I would say 90% or more of the scripture that I have memorized, I memorized before I was 12 years old. Yes. I totally agree. And it's not that I, it's not that I haven't memorized much scripture. It's that my parents were so yes. consistent in making sure that we were doing scripture memory that the and it sticks important verses, if you will, right. not that any are more important than others, but right. the ones that stick you out say, more about salvation. Yeah, and, yeah. The the big verses, if right. you will. Yeah, my we learned them all. Right, we learned them all in Awana. We learned them in all the Awana little extra booklets, and right. then we we did all kinds of different stuff. My parents did with us for scripture memory. So let's let's talk about that aspect of it. How do you actually get kids to memorize scripture? I know. Well, you take a big um, family size King James Bible and (laughs) you sit them (laughs) down. (laughs) And that's what we do every evening as a family. My parents would place a (laughs) King James New Testament under our pillows every night as we went to sleep. And And it helps absorb into your brain. That's where the doctorate came from, right? That's exactly right. It was also something that I just slept on. One thing that we did that my parents did that I really enjoyed we actually did it with uh two other families uh from our churches after we uh we transferred churches and there was no longer an awana program we started memorizing scripture as a family so our entire family memorized first john all together as a family and we did it with hand motions and it would be like in a not in a chant but i can still quote scripture by the tonation the that, that we you used did and the way that we did it and if i ever hear it another way i'm like what are they saying right. i don't even get it <laughs> but what was really cool is because we did it with two other families we watched them and their motions and the way that they said it so we had one family did james another family did a bunch of chapters in psalms and i know pretty much the entire book of james not because i memorized it but because every week we would get together and watch them Quote do it. their acting out with hand motions oh, of the entire cool. book of james and so what would happen is you know like we would come here's the five verses that we learned and our hand motions uh-huh. well they're learning it because then the next week we're going to come back and add our another five verses and they're going to watch it Three and know sets our of hand passages motions then right constantly and going it just through. and that really was like a uh osmosis type thing right. because we weren't doing any work we right. were just watching them and going oh that's really clever right and it's the same thing i read james and I hear them, them saying, saying it, it. <laughs> and I know all the motions, and they memorized it in New King James, which always throws me off when I read <laughs> oh, my yeah. Bible now, because I'm like, I don't, where is, yes. oh, anyway. That is neat. That is one problem <laughs> that I have, you all these people that say they can't understand the KJV. I'm like, I have such a hard time reading other versions, yes. because yes. I, I'm like, that's not what it's, what, I don't understand this. <laughs> where are the you old getting this English? <laughs> I need the old English. So yes. yeah, that is that's exactly. I'm in the same boat with you, but most yeah. of America is not. So anyway, um, there are some things that we did do um, growing up, and like of course the Awana. My yeah. um, my parents were not um, 
It wasn't like 30 lashes if you don't do these verses. <laughs> really? <laughs> like, I, we never got in trouble for never memorizing no, Bible verses. We, we didn't was, either. It was a fun thing. Right. It was encouraged. Mm-hmm. It was a fun thing. Um, for I think for us, the best part was the Christian school. Like yeah. we did Awana, but yeah. we also had um, uh, the curriculum we used for mm-hmm. our Bible. What they do, we did the videos. There's it's yeah, a, sure. a Becca book uses, or Becca Academy um, there's video school that they have and there's an actual Bible class that they have and nice. you listen and you listen, you sing songs with them. They tell Bible verse, but you also memorize the verse with them. Yeah. And so that's something, and I have hundreds of my Bible verses memorized because of that. Right. So my, we started out when I was just two, when Trey was about, you know, 18 months, um, our oldest, he's now mm-hmm. seven. He, um, the way I started with him is because I remember I have to do the rote memory. What I need to do is just say it, say it, say it, say it, say it to him. So what we would do anytime I drive alone, you know, you're not talking to an 18 month old when you do, you don't even have, you're like, you do, but you're just like, I don't, I don't know these things. I mean, you talk to him, but he's especially a boy. Now my daughter at 18 months. It sounds kind of like talking to my dog. That's what I do. That's it. You talk, She's not but getting it's any like, benefit from it, though, right. whatsoever. It's but not, these uh, kids that rote memory are, isn't helping her. If you, so what I started doing <laughs> is we would drive, and from one stoplight to the next stoplight, I would. the first one we did was Romans 3.23. Romans yeah. 3.23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And I would say it, because it'd be just me and him in the car. Now, if I did that with my yes. husband, he'd probably get really annoyed. <laughs> Yeah, but you weren't. It wasn't for his benefit. No, it was, it was for just Trey for and getting that so instilled. he's hearing me talk to him, and I think right. I helped him with. He talks really. He talked really well when he was, mm-hmm. you know, when he was young, and and that something. So he would just start saying them to my husband, and the as an adult, the first time I realized that little little toddlers could learn this i was babysitting some evangelist friends of ours and um the super spiritual children yes yes <laughs> well, those, i've met some of the, those yes they uh they're I blessed think it was like people. their th- third kid third or fourth kid you know third one you're kind of like uh, well you'll you'll learn eventually <laughs> but they said i just remember being in their little trailer and the daddy said hey charity come here and listen to this and he brings them back to the little under two-year-old's bed and he said hey maddie i want you to say um let's say our verse together and every night they just quoted a verse with him yeah and he was he was only like 18 19 months That's and awesome. he'd say moment three 23 and Aww. he said the whole thing and i thought wow I got to do that with my kids, yeah. you know, and it's something that kid is now that now that kid's almost in college, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and he's going to Bible college is a good kid that loves yeah. Jesus yeah. and he has that in his heart. So that's just one of that's one of the things just the constantly saying, 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 saying. Another way is um, using music. I was just going to ask you about that. Yeah, I it's love one of my favorite ways. I love the Steve Green ones the that we play. Steve Green "Hide 'Em in Your Heart" songs are excellent. The, yes, that's still how. If I'm looking for some random uh, minor prophet in the Old Testament, <laughs> I end up singing the Old Testament. Well, I'm like, okay, <laughs> thank Isaiah, you, Steve. Jeremiah, Limitations, Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obed. There it is. There it is. <laughs> but it so works. Helpful. Yeah, and I learned that song when I was like. 
four years old, and, and I, I know still know so it. many adults. I remember one adult telling me, telling me as a as a young teenager, she had been. I didn't even know she got saved, and as as an adult, because she had been at our churches. Yeah. And I talked to her this morning, really sweet lady. But she said to me, she was one of my one worker, one of leaders, and she said to me. Oh, charity! They we are doing like Bible drills, and I had gotten sword it the drills. first one. Yeah, sport, sword Love drills. sword drills. And she Mostly said, because I usually oh, win them. "Oh, yeah, me too. We'll have to do a contest oh, yes, sometime. We, we can do it you. on the radio. Then no one will know <laughs> no who one wins." <laughs> <laughs> so, but she said to me, as a little, you know, sixth grader, "Oh, charity, you are so lucky that you memorized these. Yeah, that you know these because really, I can imagine." Learning just to pronounce them as an adult. You're just doing your child a favor right. by teaching them the Bible verses oh my goodness, now. Yes. I had a friend. I, I have had quite a few friends that, you know, they get saved as adults. I've gotten to do discipleship with them. And one, one specific friend, she always says, oh, it's charity. She's the walking Bible. But it's, <laughs> it's just because it's, when they ask right. a question, I could say, well, the Bible says this. And she doesn't say it in a mean way. She's right. like, she's like, right. oh, I think it's hilarious. When I go to work, I tell my friends, oh, no, let me ask my friend charity she's a walking bible she'll be able to tell you what that bible says about that yes and i'm so thankful for that and i feel like i really don't feel like i know a lot of scripture because we know how much scripture there is pop quiz all right oh great two of the the pillars in the temple (laughs) had names oh i have no idea pillar don't all right this is now your trivia question for this week let's see i'm gonna give something away if you can beat charity to the answer name of i'm gonna give her until the end of the show. I gotta Google. To figure this out. No, you can't look it up. <laughs> you can't not? look it up. The reason I I'm know mom, this is because once now. upon a time I was uh, I was on a mission trip and we were doing Bible trivia and it was like they they look. You're right. People look at you as the walking Bible if you know a certain amount of Bible knowledge. So it was me walking Bible number one on one team versus our team leader walking Bible number. Well, he'd probably be number one. I'd be number two. But that's they like they purposely separated us and put us against each other. Oh, how terrible. This was one of the questions and I knew the answer, but his big hand hit the buzzer before mine. Ah. And so it is something so that has question? stuck with me. Two, two of the pillars in the temple. Solomon names. named two of the pillars. Oh, what were yeah. the names Don't of the pillars? That. One of them is is easy. One of them is the name Hop of nine, a Phineas. Let's see. I'll give you I'll give you a clue. No. Not. <laughs> One of them uh it was named after a kinsman redeemer. Oh, so it was Ruth's um husband. Uh you're getting very close. This is the, <laughs> the book's named after her, not him. Correct. So don't give it away, though. If you okay, know the answer to that question, let me know by the end of the show, and we'll give you uh, two free haircuts over at Sport Clips. Oh, man. So, my husband would love that. Tell you what, he's I'll gonna, give away one he's for each. He's be very pillar. disappointed <laughs> that I didn't win one, this. For, one per pillar. So you can only guess one name. I'll give away two haircuts mm. if you know the names of the pillars. Anyway, mm. I have no idea how I got off on that tangent, but. Uh, it's because music. we memorize. Yes. We're oh, yeah, music. Music. Using music. Steve Green has good CDs. Uh, we Sing Bible Songs has yes. some good uh, You know what memory. Awana has come out with? This is a while ago. I don't know if you know this because they didn't do it when we were kids. Probably and not I, then because we're not that far apart in age. Right. Well, I love it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I would like to say that we are the same age no. and that maybe you're a little older. We'll, nope. we'll just say that. Nope. <laughs> not true. So what we've done. Um, what? Awana has done is they have put all of their verses the kids have to memorize yeah. on 
disc. No They way. come with the books to music. Oh, that is awesome. It is incredible. And they have it King James Version. That's what that's what we use here at our church. Mm-hmm. But they have, um, but you can just look it up. It's a, That is one reason we have not left Awana because it has shown, yeah. it has proven for kids to, the reason we use it is to help kids memorize scripture and it's proven to work and it hasn't failed us. So that's why we have stuck with it. Yeah. I mean, cause we've gone, there's so many things out there you can use. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons we've stuck with it is because I don't know anybody that was harmed in the making of Awana or, (laughs) you know, they, all you have is benefit from it by memorizing. Because really all it is is scripture memory and you're getting awarded for memorizing scripture. Exactly. Which you can't get any better than that. Most kids is motive enough to memorize Bible verses. Right. Especially when they used to give away huge trophies. I'm still a little bit bitter about that whole Timothy award thing, but that is another long story for another time. Hey, I have an extra one you can have. No, no, that would not be the same. <laughs> what had happened was we moved right before I was supposed to get my Timothy oh, award. Oh, that but is anyway. really sad, and they didn't like send it to you? It is anything? sad. Well, I never got to finish. I had oh. like... Maybe we'll do something Anyhow. special for you in no, our Awana okay. Club. No, it's not the same anymore. Now <laughs> they're not? little glass ones. That used oh, to be, don't remember, be bitter. Remember don't when we, we were kids, the verses? Timothy Award was oh, yeah, like as really big cool. as you were? They yeah. were now huge. They're these they little were tiny. awesome. Yes. Yes. Not that they're still not cool. If you're in Awana today, it's they're awesome. awesome. And they still cost more. But I'm telling more. you, it used to look like a Super Bowl trophy. That's all I'm saying. That's the truth. It is true. But that's why we find it so important for kids to memorize scripture. Yeah. I mean, because if you don't, you are not going to be able to have that when you're older. Right. And it's what the Holy Spirit brings back right. into your heart. And ultimately, uh, a lot of kids, especially if you're raising them in a Christian home and you're starting them in Awana, it's very likely that they're memorizing scripture before they're even saved, which is the ultimate goal, I think, right. for scripture memory or anything right. else that we're doing with our kids when we're raising them in a, in a Christian home. And, you know, I think it's, I, I didn't have time to pull up the exact statistic, but I believe it's over 80% of Christians are saved between the ages of four and 14 years old. Oh, I would totally believe that because the majority, I mean, yeah, they call it the 414 are... window. And that's, oh, wow. I think the entire, I think that's Awana's mission. I think that's the idea with getting our kids to memorize scripture and just instilling that biblical worldview in them from an early age. Yeah, and it's not pounding them over the head with it. No. It's just making it fun. My yeah. kids love memorizing verses with us. Can and Cherish do- is actually here today. Yes, she is. And Cherish memorizes Bible verses. Yeah. Yes. You do the Would you like to one? share a Bible verse with us, Cherish? Okay. How about and show you? other kids that they can memorize Bible verses too? I can say it with you if you want. Yeah? Want to? Okay. okay. You want to do Ephesians 4.32? Okay. Oh, we're changing verses. Which oh, verse are we doing? I think we should do Ephesians 4.32, but we will see. Okay, let's do Genesis 1.1. 1, 1. Ready? Genesis 1, 1 through 5. In the beginning, beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form, formed and glowed, and the darkness was upon the face of the deeps, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and the God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God God divided the light from from the the darkness. darkness. And, and God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first, first creation. <laughs> Close. The first day. That was really good. Cherish, do you like memorizing Bible verses? Uh-huh. Yeah? What's your favorite thing about memorizing Bible verses? 
Because you get a talk and you don't, because it's boring when you don't get a talk. Hmm. That is a very, it yes, is her very turn good to young lady thing to say. Yes. That is a good thought, Cherish. You very know, good. Brianna and I, we were uh, my best friend when I was a teenager growing up. Yes. She, um, her and I never memorized Proverbs 31. And that I, has not I memorized left Proverbs my... 31, but we started in like verse 6 or wherever it transitions right. over we to. We should have done that. Virtuous woman. <laughs> Just wait. But that has been a huge yeah. help for me in my life. And we just, one morning, we were at a ministry thing. We were cooking men breakfast, and it was about mm. four in the morning. This is a good time to learn yes. Proverbs 31. Yeah, no kidding, huh? <laughs> so we were there, and we had gotten there an hour earlier because we didn't mm. get the memo. And it seriously took us, I don't we were only 16 because I would have been driving, and we took an hour, maybe an hour and a half, and it has both stuck with our you minds. You memorized the whole thing in an the, hour and a half? We just said it over and over. We read it over and over and over. Okay, well, and that's we very mem- impressive. I'm impressed with it. I think it was just God. You know, yes. we were just two he was girlfriends. Like, These ladies are going to need, need this. this. You know, yeah, <laughs> you know what they're going to go through in life. <laughs> no, and that's been a huge help. Awesome. And that was as a teenager. Yeah. I, I could not memorize that today. Oh, no. With God's help, I could. Yes, I'm not trying, you know, but. Yeah. I, I try to sit and I take a verse and do all the little tricks that they say to memorize. Right, three by five cards everywhere yeah. you go. Every time you walk no. underneath a little, you know, what are those called? The door the doorway. Yeah, you're supposed over. to say the verse or whatever. Yeah, I do that. Mm. No, yeah. that's just not the same. No. Nope. Okay, so we have to wrap it up because we're actually coming to the end of the show now. I've oh. been here longer than I thought you'd be, but that's awesome. Maybe we'll have you back. I'm going to cry. Maybe next time we'll have you here <laughs> live and we'll Facebook live it. Live and Facebook live it. She's going yes. to yes. <laughs> let me Facebook live yes. it. As long as you're willing to get up early in the morning. Hey, we'll see. Yes, we'll see. That's All right. right. So wrap things up for us. Any encouraging last words for parents that are just starting their kids in in scripture memory or would like to do more scripture memory with their children? Sure. Let me tell you the ones that um, are just starting out, okay? Um, Lincoln or Trey and Cherish, you should have heard, Cherish knows like five to ten verses at a time. She'd be quoting them at two years old, two, three years old. Um, The other day I call um, my mother-in-law and you know, that's what we always do. Every time we're on the phone, we're like, hey, Trey, you want to say your new verse for Nana? You want to see say your new verse for Papa? And they'd always quote these verses since they're so little. How impressive. Look at their daughter-in-law teaching their, you yes. know, their little toddlers, all these. I'm not a little Oh, not anymore, but you were. But um, all these little, all these wonderful memory verses. Well, now Lincoln turns three in about three months. And I said, hey, how about we try saying your um, honeybee verse? You know, he just started honeybees. And he's turning three, and I I said, "Do you want to tell Nana your uh, your Bible verse?" He says, "Nope." Uh-huh. <laughs> and I said, "Can you try?" I said, "Do you know it?" "Nope, don't know it." <laughs> well, if it makes you feel any better, uh, when I was also, I think three or four, my dad was a pastor's kid too. Right. So we're at my grandparents' house for Easter, and my dad decides he's going to show me off to his parents and all his family. Oh, so no. he says, Crystal, what did? how come Jesus died on the cross? And I said, Jesus died for all the candy. <laughs> nice. And we were never allowed to celebrate Easter with candy oh. or bunnies. Anytime after that, you ruined it for 
I did. I ruined it for everyone, but they made sure that we knew. Just did not die for the candy. I think just doing your best and continually yes. sticking the scripture in their in their minds and hearts. I mean, it's not it's not a competition. People right. do stuff to be like, look. And I, I mean, God doesn't want us to make it a competition. He just wants to hide God's word in their heart right. so they won't sin against God. Mm-hmm. It's a whole purpose so they can know the holy scriptures so they won't sin against the Lord, and they'll know it. And they'll know it forever. So <laughs> thanks for having me on. Thank you for being here. Cherish, did you have a question? Go ahead. Did you say it because you because you liked candy? I actually don't remember even saying it. It's just a story that I've been told. But I'm uh, guessing it's because I was just being a little smart aleck because uh, that tended to be my personality. We don't know any smart alecks, do we, Cherish? No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, well Charity, thank you. Cherish, thank you for being here. This is KVXL 101.1 FM. We're, we're streaming online at KVXL101.com. Be sure to catch us there, and we will see you back here tomorrow. Have a great day, everyone.